Hello everyone, this is Josh from the Wrestling with the Bullies podcast. I'm here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And let me explain that it's free. There's creation tools that help you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. They go through Apple Podcasting and pretty much anywhere that sets up uh, podcasting for you. Also, you can make your money from your podcast too. Like, and it doesn't take that much at all for you to be able to do it too. So, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you guys are interested, just go to the app in the app, both the iOS and the Android store, or you could go to their website at Andrew, uh, anchor.fm. Thank you and have a good day. Welcome, everybody, to the next Wrestling with Willie's podcast where we're doing double do. Oh, I'm talking about a lot this episode, so it might run a little bit longer than usual. It's just me and Jeremy this time, though, so it might go a little bit quicker. But we got a lot to talk about. We're talking about, um, like, I figured it would probably be easier if we just talked about TakeOver and SummerSlam in the same podcast. That way it made it run a little bit smoother. But... I have to mention, first and foremost, that my favorite wrestler ever, like, I mean, I mean, before, like, I don't know, probably like uh, Kevin Nash when I was younger, like CM Punk finally returned. I was super stoked. Uh, I was super happy. I was like one of the emotional people that I was just like, yay, finally, because it's been seven years. So I'm thinking thankful knowing that he's coming back and supposedly he's supposed to be back for like a year and like a half at least so far so i mean you never know that he might turn into like do more stuff later on it looks like he actually likes working there though Dad yeah, like, actually watched that uh, rampage with me oh yeah when he showed yeah. up yeah like yeah uh, huh? we watched it at like two o'clock in the morning on one on <laughs> i think it's saturday Right before yeah. SummerSlam, so yeah, yeah, like what's it called? I watched it just about live, I think, like maybe a little bit late, and I definitely didn't expect it to be like the first thing. Oh, like, I didn't either. That, that it opened the show, but I mean, I could see why. I mean, with all the matches that were on there, you would think that like if they went on last, it would probably suck out the energy for the rest of the matches. And then right? All Out's going to be very interesting. Oh, yeah. Like, the only thing, like, I have to mention, probably All Out, the only match that I'm not looking forward to is the Big Show one, mostly because I definitely don't think that it's going to last long. Well, that is going against QT Marshall. All but teased that Daniel Bryan's showing up. Oh, yeah. Like, where he was talking about being patient and stuff like that. Like, supposedly well, that's somebody else's about... stick, yeah. And they were saying, doing the favorite. yes chant. And they were showing on his shoes, supposedly, that there was a BW on a pair of his shoes for, I think, the Dynamite episode. And then there was an AC written on his shoes for the Rampage, I think it was, where they're just like kind of teasing, like Bray Wyatt and him showing up. I mean, you know, like CM Punk likes to uh, 
drag shit out, like fuck with people. Because it's like uh he even said like whenever they were talking about the contracts or whatever where it was leaked, he was like, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. So he knows how to like twist the gears of people trying to like well, get people and he to kind of alluded to maybe his wife showing up too. Yeah. And then what was it? There was something where they were talking about maybe Miro could do something with, I think, if Lana showed up, that like it could be AJ and CM Punk, or it could be who else was it? I saw something where it was a different, uh, oh, maybe it was Britt Baker and uh, Adam Cole, because that would be fucking dope if they, if they did like a feud where they both showed up. But I mean, Anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there that CM Punk's back, and I'm so thankful knowing that he's back. The cruise is turning out to be possibly epic. Oh, yeah. Knowing that there's, like, (laughs) Britt Baker and Orange Cassidy. I'm totally wearing my Orange Cassidy shirt. (laughs) Like, I'm going to hopefully get a picture with him. I'm going to try to wear jeans, and uh, I'm probably not going to go full-out Orange Cassidy, but I'm at least wearing the shirt. And trying to get a picture with Orange Cassidy wearing the shirt with the thumbs up. I got to. Yeah. But uh, what's it called? Anyway, might as well start talking about SummerSlam. SummerSlam was okay to me. There was some definite weird things that happened. And uh, it would have been nice if they actually did some of the stuff that I was hoping for. But then they didn't. Like uh, Big E was doing something with Corbin. This was the kickoff show which we didn't watch, like usual. But they, they were teasing uh, the Money in the Bank briefcase being taken by Corbin like for like a couple weeks. And then they showed, like... And they're still doing that feud, I guess? Because now it's Happy Corbin on SmackDown? Yeah, that's the lamest fucking gimmick. I don't get it. Oh, because you won at Las Vegas? Stupid. I mean, yeah, but like they even showed stupid. in a promo that he lost again at Vegas. So I mean, <laughs> so it's like uh, they don't know what the hell they're doing. And right now, I've been hearing stuff about NXT and stuff like that, and I'm not looking forward to what they're doing with the rebrand and everything. Like, well, the logo rebrand to where they're not uh, going to sign these independent wrestlers and talk about. Nobody watching fucking NXT again if they go back to what fucking didn't work beforehand. The pro the problem is is that fucking Vince has gotten complacent with with a lot of his shit and everybody's getting tired of fucking watching it. And now, like all the hardcore fans are enjoying AEW. Not saying everybody's enjoying AEW because I'm sure that there's a lot of people that don't, but a lot of them are enjoying it as a detraction from WWE because WWE has been fucking weird with with a lot of things lately, especially the releases, which we'll get into that a little bit later. But anyway, it started off with RK bro versus AJ and almost we missed, I think maybe like the first five minutes or something. It probably well, it was just the entrance. Long, but... I, I mean, you didn't, we didn't miss that much because yeah. I saw, I saw them come in. Well, that's what I was saying. I didn't, I didn't see, uh, I didn't see a whole lot of it. I think it was like near the end. It was only a seven-minute match, so yeah. And that's so 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 weird 
and shit. Like even the Eva Marie match was even shorter, and God, that was god awful. But anyway, well, that uh, just goes back to our last podcast that said it's pointless to have Eva Marie fucking even on TV. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, but like, I like what they're doing with RK Bro, and I definitely think that Omos and AJ should have lost anyway. Mostly because I don't know what they would, what else they would do with them right now. Like they've had the championship for like I don't know six months, maybe. Well, I couldn't believe they got the championship in their first match together when the yeah when Omos is so flipping green. Especially, I would much rather have Viking Raiders or even RK Bro. Because he can't like, even talk I mean, on the mic, so it's like, what the hell? Yeah, it's like there's no have. point, and it really shows like how they were talking about that they're trying to go for the bigger guys again, and it's like, dude, what? Why does it seem like the early '90s fucking WWE again? I know, it's but like, then get rid of Ron Strowman. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like they're doing all this corny ass fucking bullshit from the early '90s that wasn't working then. They, they could well, it to be you know, working with Brock now. leaving, and this is what I it kills me because I think one of the reasons Brock gets pops is because he's so dominant, right? Yeah. Well, they could have done that and paid a lot less money to Strowman, who would have worked more. Yeah. I mean, all yeah. they had to do was continue, and I've said it over and over again. They they failed at his booking because they could have continued what they were doing with him lifting over semi-trucks and just made him a total badass, like where he couldn't lose. Now, you talk about somebody who was booked to not lose, it was him. Roman kind of right now is stale. And Yeah, to I me, mean, it's definitely stale. But I mean, we'll And right now, especially one, watching SmackDown on Friday, anyways, once we talk about this, you know, go <laughs> through this, I'll mention that part. Yeah, when we get to his match because definitely some of these matches it seemed like they were just super short, and then it just seemed like the pay per view was so fucking long at some some points. Like this match was cool for opening it. Yeah, uh, I look at it because all of the matches <laughs> there's only two two that were three that were longer than ten minutes. Well, that's what I'm saying. Most of them were like short, especially. I knew that the Eva Marie match wasn't going to be that long. I thought that they were going to do something with Dewdrop or, well, Piper Niven. I should well, they say. did, basically. But, the like, end. they kind of broke them up, which it seems like they were trying to do a match on Raw or SmackDown or something against each other. So I don't know if they're fully broken up. But, like, Eva Marie, you could tell that she was still green in the ring. It's like, good God, they're probably paying you however much money. And then you can't even fucking try to wrestle. It's like, good God. I just talked about it in the last podcast. Yeah, I like, mean, they bring her back again, and uh, we, we're beating then, a dead horse. But, I mean, it's like they get rid of Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, who, uh, who are they, even better wrestlers. No, I'm just talking about those two just in general. I'm mean, yeah. not talking about all the other ones that they got rid of, but. You know, but they bring back Eva Marie, who can't do shit, and she can't even yeah. talk real well. Yeah, on the mic, and it's not she, like she has fake a skill trips set, but... and oh man, it's like yeah, I, don't, I and that's a definitely main thing. I don't see anything contributing to like why she would be on the roster. Like literally, I would much rather have like 
Raquel or Dakota Kai or uh, Io Shirai. And Raquel's fucking literally. Io Shirai makes sense. Raquel's even better than Eva Marie. Well, and that, that's what, that's I what I'm saying. I mean, I haven't talked about like how much I like Raquel because I mean, like she's okay to me, but I mean, if I'm saying, I would much rather have her in that spot than Eva Marie. Then that's t- saying something. Mm-hmm. But at least, hopefully, this leads to like Alexa finally not doing anything with the Eva Marie, and they could zone her out again. Well, and they then, kind of on was it? I they're know moving that on. She's to... going after Charlotte next. Yeah. it looks mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. But so, I mean, if anything, the way the WWE is gonna go, Alexa Bliss is gonna fucking lose. A couple of times, maybe even three times against her, and then it's not going to go anywhere. Like, See, Alexa Bliss, should, the way they're booking Alexa Bliss, she should beat Charlotte. Yeah, but, like, you know how WWE is, especially now. They never have her lose. <laughs> and she should become dominant. Yeah. Even like, at her size, just because of the sheer paranormal factor thing. Like, fucking the paranormal shit, where it's like... Being able to control stuff and everything. But that's like WWE's problem. They do all this stuff where it just seems super interesting. And then they never follow through. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They set stuff up super cool. But then they just bury them. Because they don't know how to like. Uh, to fix anything. Like they just keep ruining things. It's like they happen with Bray Wyatt, they happened with Braun Strowman, like literally anybody that they were trying to set up to be like, the only one that they really haven't fucked up at least yet is Brock, but it's mostly because probably Brock has like, hey, I get to not... He probably has creative control for one. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm sure that he probably gets paid a shit ton of money, literally. I think we were talking about this before, too, where I was thinking... I was hoping that the reason why all the releases happened wasn't to fucking pay for him to be back. And it looks like it's possibility. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but anyway, Damien Priest versus Seamus. I like Damien Priest. I've always liked it. I'm like, I liked him when he was, I think it was Punishment Martinez when he was in Ring of Honor. See, I'm I mean, having I a like hard that time. version was cooler, though. I'm having a hard time with him. Well, the, the reason why is because they didn't, do, like, at least with this NXT run, it was like they were showing, like, he was just, like, he wanted to be infamous. He didn't want to, like, I don't know. Like, even well, though I, that you, if you're the archer of infamy, you would think that you would be a bad guy, right? Well, and the beating up to me, though, too, is he went from facing the Miz to winning the U.S. title. Yeah. And now he was even going for the the world championship, I think, on Raw. Yeah, they were doing something, yeah. Like so they were like, having what the hell? How do you go from being in a booking with the Miz and Morrison to being to challenging for the title? That doesn't make sense. And and he's not incredibly great on the mic. He's kind of bland to me. Yeah. And, I and, always thought that he was better like in the ring than he was on the mic because I mean I, I think when he was punishment Martinez when he was in ring of honor I think he didn't do a lot of talking because 
compared to that character, it's like leaps and bounds different from like he, it was kind of like more like a character that Malachi Black's doing in AEW, kind of mm-hmm. like a very dark character. Like I, I can't remember who he was with. There was like some other dude. It might have been Jimmy Jacobs at the time because Jimmy Jacobs, when he was in Ring of Honor, he used to do a lot of like occult type of shit. Mm-hmm. So like I think it was around the time when he came back for a little bit or something. And then he introduced him. Oh, that's what it was. I think it was Kevin Sullivan that introduced him. So like that's why it was kind of like the twisted version or something. But this was like ages ago. But like I like how Seamus lost. I mean, they weren't literally doing anything with Seamus except for constantly putting him in feuds with Umberto Carrillo and uh, who was the other person? Um, that that's how unforgettable that feud was. It was like him, and then I don't think it was Apollo Cruz because it was before he turned heel. Oh, I think it was Ricochet actually, and he kept beating them constantly. And then it's like, what the fuck? First off, what are you doing with Ricochet? Like he's probably one of the best. I'm like he does. Decent mic skills. Yeah, I don't. And he's yeah. great in the fucking ring. And yeah, I don't. You have him lose constantly. That's the one I I think out of all the people they're booking, that's the weirdest one to me. Yeah, uh, like, because like Vince doesn't get high flyers every time. It's like the only one that he ever did anything right with was Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. Really, that's the only ones. Like every everyone else, like I mean, but I wouldn't consider either one of them Kofi high flyers, too, but, though. Yeah, well, I mean, definitely like Ray Mysterio would be a high flyer, though, because like think, they I, always end up having him flying around and shit. But which is weird, though, because at least when he, he doesn't do WCW, all, he, he's not like yeah. In WCW, I would say he was more that way. In WWE, he never really has. I mean, he does the six one nine, which is not really, but like. The Evan Bournes and the and those guys Ricochet, those are the high Neville is another one. You yeah, know, those are the high flyers to me, and they don't last. Yeah, well, that's what and, I'm saying. I don't think that WWE's ever like gotten high flyers right, except for like a, f- a couple of times. Other than that, like all of them just never worked out. Mostly because he never got behind them. You could tell that. I mean, yeah, Eddie Guerrero did like a big Eddie Guerrero well, did the frog splash, like, but he was it. more of a power wrestler yeah. to me. Yeah, anyway, sure. I mean, he would do that's just my opinion, though. I mean, other stuff, yeah. I, I just view high flyers as being like a Ray Phoenix or these guys that do this crazy shit yeah. off the ropes. Yeah, especially Kofi Ray King, Phoenix. He the is closest definitely one to flyer. me is probably Kofi. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, if you talk about one that they've done. Decent done right, kept yeah, him. to a degree. All except for me. the, and all except for the him like losing to Brock Lesnar in like a few seconds. Well, yeah, but I mean he's still around and he's still with him. Yeah, and, you know yeah. that type of thing. But even if you look at their Hall of Fame and stuff like that, I I can't even think of one that was a high flyer that they really kept around. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, and that's what, and that's like another thing too. Like most of these are like super. Uh, short, right? Like the Usos versus the Mysterios again. I was like, you already knew what the ending was, so it's like I couldn't get invested with it. 
right? Like, it's just like, I'm so tired of seeing this. Most of these matches is my problem is, yeah, you've seen them on Raw. Yeah. Or on SmackDown. So it's like. Yeah, they don't do, like, out of the infinite amount of people that you have, you should be able to, like, switch it out. Even with the releases that they had, they could perfectly, like, switch these people out where it's not the same fucking match over and over again. And the inter. The interesting part with that, you know, I keep saying, we keep talking about how short the matches were and shit, but, you know, this was the highest grossing, most viewed SummerSlam of all time. Which is fucking... Which is... Which which tells you that Becky Lynch either has a fucking crazy following or Brock does. And they're right about Brock. Because... Those were the only rumors, and that's what occurred. Yeah. I mean, so the only reason people would have tuned in differently is because of those two. Yeah, because they were really the only returns on the entire show. So it tells you their pull is huge or something. Or it's like a combination of both or something. I don't know. Uh, I get the highest grossing thing because... Uh, they probably set an attendance record using Allegiant Field for the wrestling, but the most viewed is the one where I'm like, really? I mean, yeah. Well, so, that, and that's the thing is like you would have to find out probably if it would be different if like in Extreme Rules, if Brock showed up, if there would be like a spike, like if there was like, hey, Brock Lesnar is going against uh. Roman Reigns, and then they're like, oh, it's the most viewed Extreme Rules or some shit, and Becky wasn't there. That's only, probably the only way that you would be able to tell. Yeah, the only way you would know, yeah, I mean, Becky was going to fight somebody at Extreme Rules. Yeah, because Becky's a fucking full-timer, right? Or, well, I don't know if, like, it might be a little bit different knowing that she had the kid now, but if anything, she's probably going to keep doing the same thing. Like, she's going to keep trying to be full-time. But, like, that's the main thing that was weird about her match, too, was that it was just very awkward. The way that they did it was weird. Like, oh, Sasha couldn't do it. They did, they waited until the match actually happened to be like, oh, she can't come to the ring. So then Carmella comes out instead of her. And then on top of it, then Becky comes out like... uh just weird as hell just comes out like and then she's like she beats up Carmella and then she's like hey me you yes me you yes and that's like typical like WWE hey I just come back after eight months or however long 16 and months then, dude well well I mean like I'm just but again saying, it like, makes however sense, long. Though, for, and then just I mean, like you I want you you know uh, I mean it makes sense with Becky Lynch because she had the title before she left. Right. Yeah, it doesn't make sense though, the twenty six second part. Yeah, like her just putting her in the manhandle slam, which is pretty much just a rock bottom. But like her pinning her within twenty seconds was just made her look like shit. <laughs> like mm-hmm. no matter what it is, and it, it deserves for people to be pissed off is because people got behind Bianca Belair. Especially, that was a great match that she did with Sasha, right? And you would think that it well, would again, be a good match. Sasha they... makes everybody look good. She's like yeah. uh, AJ Styles to me. 
She's the yeah, AJ she's Styles like of the female. female version of it. Yeah. And I, I mean, de- like, that's what I'm saying. Like, Sasha is definitely like my top tier when it comes to the like, four horsewomen. It's like, it's probably Sasha, then it's like uh, Becky, Bailey, Charlotte, Charlotte. is a lot. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean, okay. I mean, a like, lot. I might as well talk about this because it's in a couple of matches anyway. But, you know, then we've talked, uh, like, we were talking about this during the pod, uh, like, when we were watching it. That knowing that every time, like, pretty much we're just going to comment on her matches from now on, and we're not going to talk about the same shit that we talk about most of the time because, yep. obviously, WWE has it in their mind that they're going to push her to the fucking moon no matter what it is. So, hooray, like, Charlotte won again, you know, like, literally well, not giving a chance to anyone. Her record on pay per views. It's got to be like eighty-five percent wins or some shit. I, I, it probably I don't is. Know. It's probably like ninety percent. I don't know. The last she ever loses wins. more on Raw than she does on pay-per-views. Yeah, and most of the time it's always like something fucked up, like a disqualification or a roll-up or whatever. It's never like straight up being clean pin. It's always something uh, fucked up to do. Like, where Rhea Ripley, it makes her look weak, and then it was, like, made Nikki look super weak because it was, like, the only reason why she got the belt was because she had the Money in the Bank briefcase. Yeah. And if she didn't have it, she would never win it. And yeah. that's what pisses me off about well, it. I don't and I'm going to go back to the Becky Charlotte, match real yeah, quick. Yeah. I just want to mention something that, um, since we were talking about Becky... And in watching SmackDown yesterday, um, and this is just an offhand comment, when they were talking, it just made me realize how short Zelina Vega is. Oh, yeah, she is pretty short, though. Because she came out, and she literally was, like, at um, Becky Lynch's, like, middle of her stomach. I mean, it was, like... Like, Becky's not super tall, either. Yeah, but if you... You'd have to watch SmackDown. She she's very short. I was like, holy crap! I mean, <laughs> yeah. I was noticing it during when because she came out to challenge, and so did Liv Morgan, and yeah. uh, and then they ended up having a fatal four way. I think. Oh yeah, was. because didn't Liv Morgan go against? Uh, they were saying like there was Bianca, Liv Morgan. Oh yeah, Selena Vega. And... They were cheering when Bianca and Liv were in the ring. Yeah, they ended the match, but Bianca won. Yeah, but, uh, that, that was a, oh, Carmella was the fourth one. Um, so those four had a match, but they all came in the ring, and Zelina Vega is tiny. And I didn't realize that until she was in the ring with everybody else. Yeah, how small she is. But anyways, we can get on to. I guess we can talk about. Well, we're, we're talking I mean, about Drew Charlotte Mac- enough, the Drew right? McIntyre and uh, gender. That's a, match. another raw match. No one um, really cared about. It just was like another match to like fill in for Drew. Why he's not and again another four minutes and forty seconds. It's like well, why even? That's have what that? I'm saying. It was like why even have the match? Because I mean, it's just really only a blow off a blow off match for what happened at Money in the Bank was just given an excuse why Drew didn't win. <laughs> like, And I hate when they do that. It makes everyone look super weak. It's like, why in the fuck is Drew, uh, like Jinder going in there 
especially it would be it would make sense if you're like okay gender's gonna like uh it makes gender look super weak because he he can't survive with anybody else before he had the Singh brothers now he has these two other bigger guys but then he if he's by himself he loses there's no he jobs out like he jobbed out before and it makes him look super weak. So why in the fuck should we watch this match between them both? Like literally, there's no point because you already know what the outcome is. You think that Drew's gonna like? I thought Ginger was gonna actually uh, beat him just so they could like do like a little feud to uh, make it last a couple more months or something, you know? And then nope, he just beat him clean. And I was just like, okay, so that's like no point at all. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's pretty much all my thoughts were on. Well, then the next match, match was my favorite of the night. Uh, the the Edge versus Seth Rollins. Yeah, the entrance yeah, was badass. I de- I definitely agree. I liked how they did the brood stuff. It was funny how afterwards. Gangrel was saying that he was going to be working at AEW Dynamite, and he was saying that I guess they were going to try to get the Brood theme or something. To well, do, they canceled like, him anything, coming on there. If because... Yeah, because it was too similar. They didn't want to act like they were ripping off WWE, which is a smart decision. I mean, I wish that WCW did kind of the same thing. But, I mean, also at the same time, I think that was mostly because some of them tapes pre-tape their stuff too back then like instead of doing it live all the time so mm-hmm. like you if it both came out something similar you couldn't really help it at the time but uh, so like that i just thought that was funny especially i liked how they like it was funny i was reading Somewhere that they were just hoping Edge would have came out without doing the metal lingus thing at all. He would have just fully did the brood anthem and just like went to the ring like he used to. I was like, yeah, I could see that. I would have probably popped harder if I saw that and he just legit did his brood entrance. That would have been dope. Because yeah, I mean, then- especially now you see that entrance like whenever he comes out. So it would be nice to switch it up and have that theme that time well it should treat it like the demon or like bray wyatt he yeah like a the, different version the of brood edge right or yeah when he's pissed or something i mean it's a very easy thing to do but you know yeah. of course they have to do both but that was his choice though because by what i read he, that's the entrance he wanted which that's cool anyway i like what Edge and is then doing seth, right now. and then seth rollins with his whole his theme and how he comes out to it cracks me up, dude. And I'm like, I love that big, theme anyway. And I'm but... not a big fan of Seth Rollins, but again, he he doesn't really wrestle a bad match. He has a few botches, but but yeah, well, his that's, new theme... that's what I'm saying. I mean, he does his thing and in the ring, and I could see why that they're kind of high on him because he. I mean, all of the Shield. It seemed like they were just high on all three members. It seems like. I mean, it seems like at the time. They were kind of higher on Roman, knowing that they put him with the Shield in the first place instead of uh, Cassius Ono or Chris Hero as he is now. Which I haven't seen him do any like indie stuff since he got released, so I'm wondering what's going on with that. If he's just taking time off, but 
like it seems like they're high on all of them. So like it makes it and I think the the drip thing that they keep doing where he comes out with different suits or different looks every time fits his character and it's a lot better than the fucking religious thing that yeah, he was doing before. The Monday Night Messiah bullshit. Yeah, that shit like got so fucking old. I didn't like the music. I didn't like what he was doing. I definitely didn't like the fucking eyeball thing with Rey Mysterio, but like I like what they're doing. But it is now. funny. You see how they change his stuff all the time. It's like you know how long it takes them to do like how long it took them to do Roman's new one. Oh yeah, I'm wondering then, if like Roman Seth Rollins was just go... waiting for the right theme or something. It's just weird though to me because it seems like Seth Rollins, when he changes his character, his his theme. Oh changes. yeah, his theme changes. Yeah. So and it's that's like... why I like the the whole match. I definitely agree with you thinking that this was the best match though. I mean, well, I, easily, I, and it was a good amount of time too. Like it was twenty one minutes of full wrestling. Like and, we talked oh, about it before. We'll get to it again after we talk about the short Lashley Goldberg thing, but. Um, the other match that was long was the Roman match, but I didn't feel that that match was. It started out very slow. Anyways, yeah, we'll talk about it when yeah. we. Yeah, like uh, what's it called? I definitely. It just shows like how much I actually missed Edge too. Like, and it's just insane to me. I keep seeing all these memes where it's just talking about Daniel Bryan, CM Punk. Edge and Christian and all this stuff, how they were saying that they were retired. And then they're like, it's a wild time to be a wrestling fan right now. Because, like, literally, you didn't think Daniel Bryan was ever going to come back. You didn't think that Edge was ever going to come back because their neck issues and stuff like that. And yet, the same was Christian, too, because I heard that it was like a shoulder or some shit that he was having issues with, like, for a while. And that's why he stopped wrestling, too. But uh, it's just crazy. Like, and it shows like how much I missed Edge too. I mean, like, I don't think he needs to be in the title picture at all. Like, I definitely don't think that. Like, he should just be doing good feuds to put over well, the top tier guys, though. Cause he can't like face like the. Well, the well Lord that's what, that's what I'm saying. Is like I would understand if it's like. Some people that you're building up, right? Like, kind of mm-hmm. like what CM Punk is doing, where he's like, I want Darby. And then, like, his promo was like, I want to prove that I'm still the best, knowing that he hasn't wrestled in seven years. I'm like, dude, if he just does that, like, that's his whole gimmick. Like, why he's in AEW is to prove that he's still the best in the world. I'm totally for it, right? And that's why I think that, like, Edge should be trying to help younger talent too to a degree i don't think he should be doing everybody in the like the roster and stuff but like him doing key and going against keith lee that would be fucking bad as hell so i mean like if they built the story well enough for it but like it just shows like that i missed him and and like definitely he had like one of the best partners that he could have had where because definitely the seth rollins match was a lot better than the roman match like oh, both yeah. of them like but that's what we'll talk about in a little bit too it's like the main plight that the problem that i have with roman it, uh but other than that we'll talk about bobby lashley versus goldberg 
mostly because this was short as fuck and it looked like Goldberg was even hurt before he even got into the match. And it seemed like either Lashley winged the like he just kind of kind of did a shoot and uh, tried to like act like and like go after his leg the whole time, just like after seeing that it looked like he hurt his leg the whole time, or if they actually choreographed that whole thing, because I don't think that's the actual case. I think if anything. He noticed that he hurt his leg and then he was like, you know what? That'll be an easy out for it. So I'm just going to destroy his leg. Yeah, because the dude, I mentioned it before it even started. Like, as he was walking out, I'm like, there must be something wrong with his leg because he's yeah. walking really funny on it. And yeah, then it was like he was for being Bobby very, Lashley, very gingerly on yeah, it. Then for Bobby Lashley to target it made it even different. And then it's funny, I was watching or they were talking about how Goldberg really didn't sell the MVP hit very well. Like he he delayed and how he reacted to MVP hitting him in the back of the leg. Yeah. And I'm like, well if your legs hurt, you're not gonna want to react to it quickly. Yeah, you're not gonna want to do that. Because, because you don't want to damage it more. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why I think there was a delay because he was making sure he didn't fuck it up worse. Because there's a time later he landed on it funny after that part and he collapsed. And I don't think that was a. But you know, they're not talking about him being hurt. I'm not seeing any articles anywhere. So maybe he just did a real good job of acting like his leg hurt. Well, that's what I'm saying is like maybe they were just gimmicking that that way for one of the rematches later down the line, I'm assuming probably at like WrestleMania or some or Survivor Series, because supposedly Goldberg has two matches left, so it might be one at Survivor Series and one at WrestleMania, and then he's done, right? But this is what I'm talking about. You have these matches, and this is how they go, though. It's like they, they pay these guys how much money to wrestle for seven minutes? Yeah, yeah. And not even really wrestle at that. Like, he didn't even perform a move on Lashley. Yeah. Which again, like I said, this match, I mean, I want him short, but at the same time, I want I wanted Lashley to destroy him, not for it to he hurt my knee. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like like, I wanted him to destroy him. Or if he wasn't going to destroy him for Goldberg to beat the shit out of him, he still survives. And then Big E cashes in. <laughs> yeah. Which I was too. talking about. I would have much rather preferred that shit. But I mean, also at the same time, doing this shit where he destroyed his knee and then beat up on his kid and shit, like it puts over Lashley as like a fucking asshole. So, I mean, it, like, I mean, it well, that puts part over does. his character. The fact, that, the fact that he went after the kid. I mean, yeah, like, and it feels for like an extra rematch and stuff later on, but like, uh, that's one thing Goldberg that I liked about that it they afterwards did. that he had to choke his son to keep him, to yeah, stop him and, smiling. And I like how it was like he didn't know that it was your kid, he just jumped on his back, and I was just like, that's kind of cool that they did that. I mean, like, they're, they're kind of, like, alluding to something where he's just like, I wasn't meaning to do it. It just happened, right? And I like that. But the, uh, 
like I don't know. There's a lot of. Well, I would probably say the Eva Marie match is probably my least favorite, but definitely this is like the one of the main ones that I just didn't enjoy. But I knew that I wasn't going to enjoy it, mostly because Roman versus uh, John Cena, right? So this is my problem with Roman. We've talked about this ad nauseum already about how most of his matches are the exact same. Like, he does, like, two or three Superman punches, three spears. He ends up going through, like, 20 damn finishers, and then he comes back and beats them. The only thing in ring-wise that I actually like for Roman right now is his fucking talking shit while he's beating the shit out of the dude. If he's beating the crap out of John Cena, I'm like how he's like, you know what? See, this is what I'm telling you. I'm going to beat the shit out of you, son. We're going to destroy yeah. you while he's beating him up. I'm totally for that. It fits his character and everything. Story-wise in the match, it fucking sucks. It's boring. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. granted, it goes towards Cena, too, because Cena is like the fucking same way. Right. Well, it, and one comment I want to make is John, you could tell John Cena hasn't wrestled or worked out as much as he did because he was smaller, <laughs> a lot yeah. smaller. On, I on, mean, uh, yeah, we were just talk, like, I was talking about his pecs alone are just a lot smaller. You could tell, like, he doesn't work out every single day now, or at least he doesn't take certain uh, drugs while he does it. I'm not saying that that's how he is. I don't think that actually Cena is like that. I think that he just hasn't been working out as much. Especially when you do movies, you don't have to work out all the time. Well, not you like probably... The Rock, who does these freaking well, superhero the Rock, movies. It just seems got... like he's just constantly working out. Like, yeah, his, I mean... uh, like, I don't know how he'd be able to keep up with that shit. Like, God, it's like he probably works out like twice or three times a day or some shit and i'm like then overall in my opinion the worst part about this was brock came back at the end oh yeah which i wanted to talk about that too and i'm just sitting there like the main thing that i was thinking of was like oh so it makes sense why they got rid of bray wyatt and braun Strowman, all that to afford his paycheck because he's probably asking for like 10 or 15 million for him to show up for like four days and you know? he didn't even show up to SmackDown right afterwards. That's what I'm saying. He didn't it's even. Like... He walks out and does a little bit of shit, and then it looks like he's gonna come out as a face. But why the fuck am I cheering this motherfucker? I mean, don't get me wrong. I love his look right now with the like fucking goatee thing. Everybody like, does. Little... That's one thing. When I talk to other people about it, they they mention his haircut. Yeah, like, I mean, they were showing, like, he was doing that shit when he was at the butcher shop or whatever. He kind of had that same look. And I'm like, dude, he looks way cooler there. But, like, also at the same time, I just don't care to see him wrestle anymore. It's the same matches. It's like, I'm tired of seeing the same fucking matches with these people. Like, Roman does the same damn match. Like, literally, I can't believe that... Uh, John Cena mustn't give a shit about his damn finisher anymore where he literally uh, he did it he, he did, did it normally his fucking table. He, did it table. he did it off he the rope he did it off the top rope and <laughs> Roman 
no soul or like practically got out of every single one speared him once and it was over i was like what and that's the main thing that made me pissed off is because i i gotta give cena credit he was like one of the shining stars in an area where they had fucking i mean they had certain people but like fucking when eddie guerrero died and all the stuff that happened around there with ben juan shit like they didn't have many people they had like batista undertaker there was only certain people and he was pretty much carrying the brand at the time but like this shit didn't do him any favors he should have just stayed at home like literally did i need to see roman go against cena it's like the undertaker match with him did i need to see him be put over by the taker uh, by taker no i did not i understand that you're trying to make him be like some beast guy but he's like half the size of Brock Lesnar, okay? He's like way smaller than Brock Lesnar. And he, like, they talk about how much this dude could go, but I never see a match where, of like, the only ones were like the Kevin Owens matches that I liked. And you could tell that it was mostly Kevin Owens doing the fucking shit. The reason why I liked him so much. That or the Cesaro match. It's like you could tell them, like, how much they are just so much good of wrestlers that they could fucking make you look fucking brilliant because everybody else cena like fucking literally anybody else is is just like just an okay match with roman and they talk about him being able to go i'm more intrigued with seeing adam cole and a bunch of this indie talent because they don't want to fucking promote them at all like, they don't want to even try to get them to be, like, in the same spot as Brock Lesnar. But, or they bring them up and then fucking shit on them. Yeah, that's I what mean, I'm saying. They we talked about these people. Cross. It's like carrying... <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that in the NXT one, but uh, as we're getting ready to move over to that one. But yeah, I, I, want, I want to talk about that as part of that piece. Yeah. But carrying Cross is kind of an example of that where the, they brought him up and he lo- loses his first match. But anyways... Yeah, definitely. I'm just, and we might as well just get into the takeover stuff anyway. Because, I mean, that's the main thing for me is like, I just hated how they did that to him. Like, uh, because, I mean, I can't say that I've always been the greatest fan of Cena, but like, you made him look like a fucking punk, dude. <laughs> like, that's the main thing that fucking pissed me off. It's made him look like a punk. And I hate when they do that. When they, I'm like, I get, like, you want to fucking build a certain match to the same way or the structure of the match or whatever, but, like, this shit is old and tired, man. I, if I see another one of these Roman matches where it looks like the exact same, like, I would have at least seen Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Like, uh, because at least then that's something different, and people have been wanting that shit for a while, or at least certain people have been, like myself. I've, like, he, I think even Lashley himself said that he wanted to work with fucking Lesnar. So I don't know why they keep on giving him to Roman, but whatever. Like, uh, so anyway, on to TakeOver. <laughs> 
like Ridge Holland was with Pete Dunn and he went against Trey Baxter. I don't know exactly who Trey Baxter is. He must be like a new guy. I don't but, know if it mattered. It was only a minute and 45 seconds. Yeah. If anything, probably Ridge Holland came out and I, I can't remember what his finisher was. He probably just went and just wrecked him and left. Right. Because they they were kind of before he got injured, like they were kind of pushing him to be like a huge dude anyway. Now, like if they, I mean, like we were hearing something about Pete Dunn and Adam Cole getting released too, but like they're still going. So I don't know if, if they're just waiting to hear for like more contract extensions or what. But it seems like if they're gonna have. Uh, Adam Cole be gone. It's probably after tonight is when it would happen. But uh, Cameron Grimes versus uh, L.A. Knight for if Dibiase would have been the Butler. Oh, so these uh-huh. are kind of two things that you know when they do this shit. Unless you're aware somebody's leaving or something, it's kind of pointless to have these gimmick matches and a good example and i'll talk about it was the roman match if he would have lost he would have left wwe it kind of told you when he made that statement that that he he wasn't going to lose yeah and this kind of went this way too like they weren't gonna make ted dibiase a butler so yeah oh no (laughs) you knew grimes was gonna win this match so it was kind of like well now was the match better than i expected yeah yeah, I definitely like this one better than their and all of these ladder matches. Match? In contrast, right, go over twelve minutes. That were the I know there were only six matches, but they all went over twelve minutes. Yeah, so and, that's and NXT does that the, differently. It's it's kind of yeah. odd to me that, but it just tells you who's running things. Yeah, like, and they're doing better anyway. They're focusing more. They're doing what most of the companies are now, where it's less story-driven and more, like, wrestling-driven. And that's what a lot of people want to see. I'm not saying, like, most of the casuals and stuff, they probably want to see something interesting, like fucking Stone Cold or something again. But, like, the problem is we're probably never going to get another Stone Cold, right? Probably the, the closest one to it is CM Punk with his pipe bomb promo and stuff like that, especially if he comes out and does great promos like he usually does. That's the only person that I could see as closest to Stone Cold. But, like, literally none of these guys are standing out. Like, I mean... Well, the scary part about CM Punk is what'll be interesting with him, right, is if he still has a good amount of wrestling abilities left, yeah, that I think he's got the ability to do whatever he wants in AEW, and that could be kind of scary in terms of the popularity he can grow into. He's already popular as it is, but I can imagine if he's allowed to say whatever the hell he wants. Oh yeah, like that's yeah. what that's what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm you know, WWE. If didn't I'd give be WWE right now, I'd be fucking worried. And even though they they were talking about how Fox was saying that they were kind of pissed that they didn't try to sign him and yeah. shit. But, like, I could see why they would say that. But, like, you know that he, like, no matter how much, like, they would have had to offer him so much damn money, and then he would have had to get, like, brand deals and the fucking ice cream bar 
and everything else, like he would probably end up doing stuff where like he would have certain assurances for him to go there. At least with AEW, they're just wanting him to like be able to do what he wants to do. It seems like he wants to help with younger talent and try to uh, make everything better. And that's how wrestling should be. You should be trying to like build these guys up and tr- and turn them into like future stars, right? Like what they've been doing with Orange Cassidy and stuff like that. They've been showing that they're showing them that they could be eventual champions. Like, and NXT is doing great to a certain degree. I think that like they're still caught in the fucking WWE system where they do the same type of matches and shit. But like, like the Cameron Grimes one, I like this match a lot better than the latter match. But like, uh, when it's forced, where you could tell, like that, like the, it's like the closest thing to it, where I didn't expect it to actually happen, just because it was Cody Rhodes, was like the match where he, I think it was when he went against Jericho, where. He was like, I'll never wrestle for the championship ever again. And he actually lost. That was like the only one that I remember where they've done a stipulation and it actually came to pass, right? Like where it wasn't like, hey, I quit, blah, blah, or like the Daniel Bryan one where they actually had him like quit at least SmackDown at the time. So like certain ones, like you didn't expect it to actually happen. They don't do that much with WWE. So like uh, with the Butler thing, you already knew that they weren't going to have them do that shit. So you knew that Cameron Grimes was going to win. But I mean, still a good match for what it was. And uh, probably my least favorite match, though, is probably which is sad to say. Like it was uh, Raquel Gonzalez versus Dakota Kai, mostly because I knew that this was going to be the same outcome too, and it should have been flip flopped, right? It should have been Dakota Kai was the face and Raquel was the the heel. So uh, unless they're trying to still have them both as a heel now, but. <sighs> Not saying that it was a bad match. It's just like my least favorite one, and that's like the last like four I'm or just five. Tr- it's just interesting where Io Shirai is because I haven't seen her in a while. I know. I'm wondering if they're trying to do contract stuff or if she needed time off or something. Because I mean, what would happen if like Io Shirai came back and then they would go against her? Then like it would put, probably be totally different again if they did like a rematch, but. Yeah, like, I don't know. I, I, I'm just knowing that it, uh, like, I knew that Dakota Kai wasn't going to win just made it like I just wasn't in for the match. <laughs> I mean, it was cool for what it was, but definitely some other matches were a lot better than this one. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Like, by far, my favorite one by far was the Ilya Dragunov and Walter match. And people were talking about the one that was on NXT UK where Walter won that one. They were talking about how much he got the shit kicked out of him in that match, both of them. And then I was like intrigued on watching the match, which eventually after seeing this one, I have to check out that match. 
And the, and, the, and mostly why I think that this is my match of the night for this one was just because the Kyle O'Reilly one had a wonky finish, really. And then the Samoa Joe and, and Karrion Cross one, like, was okay to me. So, I mean, definitely this one, I was invested. I watched the whole thing, and I loved every minute of it, mostly because I love two Haas fights where they kick the shit out of each other. And then I just love the end of the match where he's elbowing his, like, fucking shoulder and shit. And then he put him in a choke, and you see it's like he's putting all his effort in to choke him out. Like, you could see it on Dragunov that he was just like, you're going to go to sleep. And then he tapped out. I was like, oh, that's and that's mostly what I loved about it was like how you could tell it was like legit, like shoot fight kind of thing. Uh, vibes yeah, this was probably end. my favorite match of the night. That's what I'm saying. They had such great moments, like the fucking chops by far. Are well, like, yeah, I mean, Dragunov's fucking chest was bloody. As yeah, shit it was getting hit. shit. And like he he already had like a a cut on his forehead where it looked like they stitched it up before the match. And then uh like I think you were talking about how it was like brown or something. You're like he mm-hmm. hit him so much that it turned brown. I was like, I think that's the staples. Or <laughs> yeah, whatever. I honestly didn't pay attention <laughs> at the beginning, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he had the freaking thing covering it for a good chunk of the match. So Yeah, and that's what I meant was that it's it was there a while long the match was long enough that it like the the blood dried up. Yeah. And anyways, but I didn't notice at the beginning that it was there, so that's why I Yeah, I figured that's what it was anyway. I just thought it was funny. Where you're like, why does it look so brown right there? <laughs> but anyway, by far the best match of the night. And like like I just had so much fun. And I could totally rewatch it again. That's how much I liked it. But like uh yeah, so good, and it just like shows how underrated you uh, NXT UK is. Like that, like some of these matches do not get shown because, like, I mean, most of the time with me, it's like time or just I'm always doing something else, so it's just like not thinking about it. It's kind of like how I knew that two hundred five live was going to happen, where it was like it gets kind of lost in a shuffle. Same with like main event and stuff like that. And you see like people that should be on the main roster being on main event and you see like matches that just give like probably like 20 or 30 minutes to two people. It's like they were doing that ricochet versus Ali matches. Whereas like two, uh, they were saying that those are really good matches on main event, but they're on main event and not on raw. <clears throat> so, and then it was like the, and the next match was like my, uh, uh, mostly because it was their last one, their first one, or well, their first match that they did, where it was like a last man sh- standing or a street fight or whatever. Like uh, I knew that I was gonna enjoy uh, enjoy this one, but also at the same time, the ending seemed like it was very much forced. Like I had a feeling, especially if Adam Cole was gonna get released, because they were talking about his contract was coming up and all this stuff like hearing before the match was even happening because I didn't think that they were actually going to have the match because I saw something where they released 
10 or 12 more people and Pete Dunn and Adam Cole was on it. So I was, I honestly didn't think that he was going to have another match beforehand. And then I saw it. I was like, Oh, well, that's kind of cool. Hopefully if he's like, if he does leave, like at least this will be his last match going against like one of his, I don't know, probably a good friend because they've been wrestling with each other for like ages. And so <clears throat> I just thought that the ending was very much forced. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it was just so quick. It came out of nowhere because uh, I'm like, I mean, the first fall was the same way too. Like where Kyle pinned him. Like it felt like they were rushing that first part of the match just to get to the street fight. And then like the bulk of the time was in the street fight where they were just beating each other up the most, uh, most of the time. And then it got to the steel cage uh, match, which if anybody knows, do not do a street fight before a steel cage match. I don't say, I don't say that to anybody. Like if you're going to do something, do like a last man standing match or a falls County any, anywhere match or some shit as the last one. Don't ever go from like a street fight to a street a steel cage f- match because the steel cage match is just like a regular match inside a cage. And then you don't fucking, and you do all this brutal shit first. like where you're doing like uh table spots and all this shit. And then you go to a regular match afterwards for the last fall. Like it would be easier if you just did a continuation of the street fight or some shit, or at least that's my personal opinion on it. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah. So like, <laughs> it seems like I'm doing most of the talking tonight, mostly because I'm just like talking about all the. You're not things. doing most of the talking. I've been interjecting. Yeah. I mean, the but I mean you're you're the host, so that's going to be what happens in yeah. most of the cases. Yeah, true. I mean, you're gonna. I'm only gonna dispute shit that I don't agree with. Yeah, you know we've talked enough that we pretty much agree on most of this stuff. So yeah, like, uh, and I, it's like I want so much better for stuff. Anyway, I like seeing stuff flourish, and I want to enjoy every match and stuff like that. And sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. <laughs> like Samoa Joe versus Karen Cross, you would think that. I'm like it sounds on paper, like it would be a lot better than it was. I mean, yeah, and this I was the shortest tell... match I think of the night, almost. Yeah, like besides I mean, the Rich Holland thing, it's mostly because it seemed like definitely there was some ring rust with Samoa Joe. It seemed like, like stuff was kind of like I don't know, like uh, you could tell them like he hasn't wrestled in a while. And this was an example where you knew Samoa Joe was going to win because oh, yeah. Karrion Cross had already shown Karrion up on Cross Raw. Was getting yeah. So, I mean, like, so it's like, well, <laughs> yeah, especially like you knew that he was showing up on Raw, so you knew he was going to drop the title. And then just Karrion Cross's new outfit on fucking Raw, and I don't understand oh, why God. Scarlett <laughs> isn't with him. All of a sudden, I know because they haven't done anything with her, right? It's like you and you. But what do you her. have to do with her if he's she's like the manager? I mean, Zelina Vega was like that forever. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I, uh, okay, I kind of understand if you're trying to like split them up and then have her a wrestler or something because she does did wrestle when she was in TNA, so she knows how to do that shit. But like. And talk about like fucking taking the wind out of somebody's sails, right? 
Like, yeah, he probably talked about, to I mean. Triple H, right? He probably talked to Triple H and he was like, uh, like, what's your opinion? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, they're spitballing on what they would want to do. And he's like, probably sitting there thinking, hey, I want to do something with my wife, you know, throughout it. I think they're at least, I think they're husband and wife, right? Or at least they're dating. I right? know they're dating. Yeah. I just don't remember if they're like, I think they're married, though. <clears throat> I was thinking that, but I just couldn't remember for sure. But like, he probably wants to end up no, doing just this. A re- shit with they're her, just like... in a relationship. Oh, okay. So, like, but like, you would think that they would just, I'm like, they probably spitballed and said, hey, I would want to end up doing something with her. And then they came up with an idea when they signed them both about like what they wanted to do. Right. And then. Everything was working. I, I mean, you were talking about like how you didn't care for like it was mostly Scarlet at the beginning coming out and kind of like stealing the thunder out of like both of it or whatever. I forgot what exactly you said in a couple of months ago. I think well, it was mostly well, yeah, 90% I mentioned her. the fact that it, <coughs> her entrance is basically, or his entrance is basically her. Yeah. And and that's pretty much exactly what it is. And then they just took all of that away. They were talking about rumors that they were going to split them up. And then literally he showed up. On, <laughs> I think it was they show, he showed up on main event one week. And I don't think he had the. And did he have the NXT title? I don't remember if I, he brought it with him. But it was like all the fanfare, all the shit. And like they didn't even have the lighting. For when he came out, they took all of that away from him, took a, a Scarlet away from him. And you could tell, especially in this match, that it was like he was dejected. Like it was like he didn't know how to do the entrance without Scarlet. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> like, because you could tell it's like he's thinking about because it, it's probably well, her like. voice is in the damn theme song. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I mean, it's, it's like most it of just it doesn't. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense why they split them up in the first place. If you're going to do that, do like a Lana thing, like where they split them up and then had them do their own thing or whatever. But literally, they did none of that shit. You haven't seen Scarlet in a while. Then they legit, after we watched this match on Raw, they turn him into a fucking lame-ass gladiator. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, having the stupid-ass red-ass helmet on. I was like, are you trying to bury this motherfucker before he even does anything? Because that's what it looks like. Oh, we have huge plans with him. Yeah, to make him look like a gladiator from thousands of years ago. And then you try to figure out why people leave your fucking establishment. Or, like, get pissed off when they leave. Like... Or when you get fired, it's like it makes sense to me where like Carl Anderson and stuff, like when the Good Brothers left, right, and like and you see all the releases happening, and they're like, "Thank you for this, and thank you for that, and like thank you WWE for all this shit." And he sits there and he's like, "Don't thank them for making you not have a job anymore. What the fuck are you doing?" And then it's like. Because literally, you're thinking about this from that standpoint, right? They literally fire you because of money reasons or whatever the fuck is the reason. And literally, you have to find another job. 
and then it's like me working at McDonald's and then after working there for fucking 20 years they just up and fire me and then I'm like thank you for having me hired for 20 plus years or whatever it's like no I would be like fuck you guys for firing me when I've been here for fucking 20 years because some of the guys have been there for ages they were there for like 10 or 12 plus years it's like freaking Matt Cardona was there for like I don't know, like 15 or some shit. It was like a huge amount. It's like, don't say thank you to WWE because they don't deserve it. (laughs) Like they're literally firing you. And then you got to figure out what you're going to do with your career next. And then you're thanking them for like the opportunity. It's like, fuck that shit. They just sound like any other corporation right now. (laughs) Like when they're taking it, I'm like when they're, uh, a little bit too uh, high up on their own hype, or at least that's what it feels like to me. Like they're just whiffing all the fucking glue and shit. But yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that took a weird turn, but <laughs> not really. I mean, it'll just be interesting what's going to happen with all these things. Well, that's what because. I'm it seems like Karrion Cross is getting buried before he even starts. <laughs> but, yeah, Samoa Joe's three-time champion, though. That's cool. I mean, if it, honestly, if I was Samoa Joe, I wouldn't come back. But, uh, but, I mean, I said the same thing about Zelina Vega. I don't think they deserved Zelina Vega either. Because, I mean, not saying that Zelina Vega is, like, super great or anything, but, like, I definitely don't think she should have been released for practically nothing. For having an OnlyFans or, like, fucking trying to make money outside of WWE. You know, like, being by yourself. Hey, I'm going to do Cameo by myself. No, I got to get a part of that portion of money. (sighs) But... Yeah, which one is the next uh, pay per view though? Is it going to well, be all out? Is, all out is sun, Sunday. Oh yeah, shit! It is coming up soon. Fuck. So yeah, that's gonna be dope. Fifth. Anyway, I, I'm Sunday. sure that we're gonna. Uh, I'm sure that you're. We're gonna love that damn pay per view though. Oh and, yeah, I mean, it's gonna yeah. be leaps and le- and least of all for me to see like Darby Allen versus CM Punk though. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm for sure thinking that that's gonna be probably one of the matches of the night. Because, I mean, definitely it's not going to be Christian versus Kenny Omega again. Even though that I did like their first match, though, where uh, Christian won the belt off of them. But, uh, yeah, I don't even remember most of the other matches. I know Lucha Bros is going to go against the Young Bucks, and I think Lucha Bros are... Like, I'm hoping that Lucha Bros finally beat the Young Bucks for the belts. Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, hopefully Lucha Bros finally win. And then, I mean, unless Andrade intercedes and keeps them from winning the title, you know, like unless he's got his own match, so I'd be surprised if he shows up in that one. Oh, who's he going against? Pac, I think. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, unless he gets somebody else, because it looks like he's trying to do stuff with Chavo, where he's trying to get like more people with him, like he was doing something with Fuego Del Sol. At one point where he was... Yeah, like, right now on the pre-show, it's Nyla Rose versus Thunder Rosa versus the Bunny versus Big Swole versus Julia Hart versus Ty Conti versus Diamante versus Penelope Ford versus Red Velvet. And then 12 other people. 
It's the 21. What is it, like a battle royal thing? It's the casino battle royal for a future. And then Kenny Kenny Omega and Christian, Pac and Andrade, Paul White and QT Marshall, the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros, CM Punk and Darby, Chris Jericho and MJF. Oh, yeah. Uh, Britt Baker against Statlander. Ooh. John, Mo- John Moxley and Satoshi Kojima. Ooh. Oh, and Miro, was... Miro is uh, going against Kingston. Oh, yeah. That's going to be awesome, too. Like, I just saw, like, them teasing that match where he came out to the ring and, like, win it and, like, where he was going to do a promo. And then he just put the mic down and ran into the ring. I was like, oh, that's going to be fun. That's definitely going to be fun. I don't think Kingston's going to win, but, like, it's going to be fun. <laughs> so, and, it will be interesting. The oh, only so they ain't know, doing a men's battle royal. It's just only no. the females? No. Uh, and then, like, a, you know, the Jericho-MJF match will be interesting because it'll tell you where Jericho is in his life. Like in oh, terms yeah, of, like if he decides to quit or something? Because that's an iffy he's... one because he might quit. Yeah. Well, I mean, he might oh. just do commentary or some shit. Well, that's, what, well, that's what he said. If he loses, anymore. he'll retire from in-ring competition in AEW and become a commentator on one of the shows. Uh, well, maybe he'll just do that. I mean, well, like, the reason I, mean, I say totally that is fine. there's rumors Jim Ross is going to, like, a part-time announcing schedule, too. So mm-hmm. it makes you yeah, wonder if Jericho's sense. calling it. Anyhow. Yeah, that's possible. But, but that's right. the only, you know, it's not like Roman where, you know, he's not leaving WWE. Why the, you know, oh, yeah. this one, this one's yeah, kind especially of. Especially when everybody's thinking that he's just trying to, like, get all them beats in. Like, right now, yeah. trying to do, a, like, doing the match with Hoovishood and stuff like that. I mean, it, it kind of, it makes sense. But I'll be intrigued with it. I'm sure that it probably it's going to be pretty fun anyway. Yeah. So. Uh, for that, know that it's been going for a while. I don't know how long now, but oh, right now, an hour and well, 13 not minutes. Not so bad. I mean, no, like, not bad considering we talked about four, you know, two shows and two pay per views. Yeah, exactly. And talked about CM Punk, which thanks. Yeah. Like, it, it would be dope if he shows up at the cruise, but I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. But if it would be, you'll end up hearing me like trying to be like, hey, do you want to announce the podcast, please? Just say the name of the podcast and stuff and be like, hey, yeah, that'd be dope. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for all of us at the Heart of Geek, I guess we will talk to you in the next video, which will be like uh, probably next, next week. week. Yeah. yeah, probably like Monday or Tuesday or something. So all see right. you guys. Peace out. See ya. Uh, if you guys enjoyed this podcast, you can check out all of our social media accounts, which is The Heart of Geek, and our Twitch channel is Heart of Geek. If you guys wanted to leave any comments or questions uh, relate towards our Facebook page, Instagram, or anything else that you could possibly leave a comment and recommend us anything else to do in the meantime. And for all of that, thank you for enjoying wrestling with the Willies.